0: Hi guys, welcome to the Late Night Drives podcast. My name is Prashast Piti, and I'm going to be one of your hosts for the next 15 or 20 minutes. Alright, let's get right into this week's episode. So this week we're going to be talking about uh, vehicle registration tax or what's called the life tax of vehicles in India. Until the 2016 July Karnataka High Court ruling, you could not stay in a particular state with an out-of-state registered vehicle for more than one to two months without facing trouble with the local authorities. The logic of the rule being that once you have moved states, you have to repay the road tax already paid to the first state as the new one wants a piece of the pie as you're using their facilities. The process to transfer this ownership and transfer your registration from state to state is really quite complicated. I mean, The current process involves getting first an NOC from the state in which you originally purchased your car, Then you have to actually pay the life tax for 15 years, which is calculated on the depreciated value of the car's ex-showroom price in the new state that you are moving to. And then you have to go back to the original state and apply for a rebate of the life tax you already paid. And you can only imagine how long it would take you to get that rebate. So why can't this process be easier? I mean, the only other country I could think of with so many large states as India was America. And they also have a similar ruling where if you move residences from one state to another, you do have to change your registration of your vehicle. Except this is a simpler process because at the end of the day, you're not paying 15 years worth of life tax, you're paying a registration fees every year. And that's a very minimal nominal fees compared to the cost of your car. And this to me makes a lot of sense. So why can't we implement a similar sort of system here? I mean, it is thanks to that High Court ruling from Karnataka that the time frame within which you have to transfer your vehicle's registration has been increased from one to two months, which was an ambiguous time frame to begin with, to a solid one year now. But still, I think going through that process should be much easier. So to discuss this and a lot more besides, today we have with us Jayant Ramanath. So Jayanth has been one of my oldest friends and he's probably one of the few people who has experienced moving all over the country many, many times and also having to deal with cops who stopped him for out-of-state registration breakups. Yeah, I thought it would be a fun conversation to have. Hi jayant how are you?
1: Hey Prash, thanks for having me man. Yeah, it's going to be fun to talk about all these experiences. Just for context, like I moved nine schools in 12 years in like six cities in the five years after that. That's a
0: little ridiculous, <laughs> you know that, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, it is, which is why I would say that I've compressed a lot of frustration around vehicle registration into a very short period of time that I've driven around. So I would say that uh, my favorite story is that never drive an out-of-state registration car in Puri because the cops know that this person is not does not belong there, probably works in IT. We can get some money out of him because he doesn't speak Marathi get a lot of hate for this but that's just how it is which is why in Bombay also I've driven a Haryana registration car and I've gotten a lot of hate from people around as well but to be fair it was like a black Ford icon with tinted windows which which was asking for me to be stopped. It really was I mean (laughs) what were you thinking? (laughs) Uh, Fair enough but it's like (laughs) what are the things I need for a random check all of those were checked but here's what really upset me at times about you know, nobody was stopping me for the color of the car. Nobody was stopping me for like, the the slightly tinted windows or anything. They were stopping me for a number plate. And the number plate, I had transferred the registration of that car from Haryana to Maharashtra and paid the tax and gone through all of it. But at a superficial level, it was still a Haryana car. And a cop, unless he's like gone through a database and checked it, he's going to want to flag you down. And what this basically translates into is at least... 20 to 25 minutes a week that you spend explaining to someone why you have this car and why you're driving. I don't
0: understand that either, right? Why would you keep your old number? Why would they let you keep your old number? Then it's just begging for the cops to stop you, like you were saying, right? So for the listeners, why I decided to do a bit about uh, road tax this weekend was because the Ministry of Transport recently announced that they'll be introducing a new registration series for vehicles. And basically this new program is supposedly made to make a transfer of registrations easier. The way it works is eligible people, and we'll be coming back to the eligibility criteria and how that affects things a little later, but eligible people get to register their vehicles at a lower rate of taxation for years in the multiples of two. So whether it's two years, four years, six years, or eight years. And the idea is you register it for two years. And when you move states, you can just re-register your vehicle in that state and it's supposed to be easier. Now, there are a whole bunch of complications that I see with with this new uh, format, but uh, what do you think, Jan? How how do you think uh, this is gonna play out and what do you think the challenges are gonna be for something like this?
1: Now you buy a car in the current way, and then you pay the tax for the next 15 years. Now, I don't know too many other people except for you that would even own a car for 15 years. So I don't know how many people are paying tax for a car that they're never going to use it. Basically, what the new one is saying is that when you buy a car, you would buy it and then pay tax for two years, which for someone like me, who's moved around in India a lot, it's great. New ruling, I think it's a great idea, but I'm not sure about the execution based off of this, uh, like you were referring to it earlier, this uh, special group of people that would have access to it as a pilot. Yeah,
0: so essentially the... Eligibility criteria for this is also a little, I think, it's a bit strange, right, that they've not opened it up for everybody. It's only for uh, armed forces and uh, central public sector unit companies. Armed forces already have access to go wherever they want with the registration they have. And for private individuals, they can be a part of this, but they're only eligible if they work for a company that has offices in five or more states, which... Again, seems a bit pointless to me because even like, I think tech giants may have offices only in like three or four states and not the five that is the criteria. So, don't you think that's a bit of a stupid move? Like, why not open it to everybody? it's,
1: It's arbitrary. But what I do appreciate is that it's a step in the right direction. And when it comes to like things that are taking place at such a structural level, some step in the right direction is better than no step, right? Like, How long did it take from that initial one to two month ruling by the Karnataka High Court to come up to one year? It's like some ridiculously long period of time.
0: I completely agree with you. It's taken at least, I think, three or four years before that ruling came into force. But uh, I I don't know if you know this. So uh, I was reading about how for a long time, the way the registration Mm -hmm. system in India worked was you had to renew your registration every single year and you got a token which you were reissued or you were issued a fresh token and you paid your registration fees. Right. And they stopped that because they required the funds at one time so that the government has funds to do supposed road development work, which is why you paid <laughs> your life 15 years worth of life tax to them. So what I don't understand is why not since, since our roads are anyway developed and our government Honestly, I think they're doing a decent job of developing our highway systems and all that. But I don't think they still need funds for 15 years at a time, right? Like, I think that's just like a rut that they don't want to get out.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just like when you're a, when you're a creature of habit, I think the government is also like a creature of habit. They don't want to change things. But, you know, like, coming uh, like, if, if I would have committed from a purely financial lens, okay, now a depreciating asset like uh, like vehicles, okay, even in accounting, even an accountant will say, no, this car beyond seven years is unlikely to be used. So every year, the value of the car keeps coming down. Right. Correct. So then seven years, okay, fine. But 15 years, I think that's pushing it a little bit. I think like uh, I was reading this uh, statistic, which said that by 2030, India might be the largest uh, automobile um, consumer in the world based off of like a growing middle class. So it's like earlier in India, when it was a 15-year road tax, it was on like a, as a luxury vehicle. Now, you're treating it more like a common wood. So it's it's becoming more accessible to people. And if you're bringing down the taxation on how much someone would pay, then suddenly, you know, like a car that was maybe a couple of lakhs beyond reach, suddenly begins to come within reach of people that might actually benefit from something. But these are not the people that are benefiting from it at this point. Exactly. So, so, it's, it's all about a great idea, but uh, sort of, for want of a better word, meh, re- like execution. So, that's what I feel like to at this point. I mean, honestly, I completely agree with you. So, one of the comments I heard about this, which uh, I thought was quite… I mean, I found it amusing, was that uh, this is probably going to be the new status symbol that people in India have. An I.N. You know,
0: registration?
1: I have an IN registration IIN card registration. and yeah. suddenly you've taken this arbitrary thing to uh, help improve making it more accessible and decreasing taxation and then you've turned it into a status symbol so then you're going to have people cutting the queue to get in line because obviously rollouts are going to be in phases it's not going to happen nationwide
0: yeah
1: and uh, the people again that would benefit are the ones for their car number N where they wanted an IN registration, so yeah. they went ahead and got it because it was yeah. cool. And you know, that actually brings like, I was mentioning phase rollout comes to like this whole other operational, like difficulty, wherein this is a centralized thing, right? Like this earlier road transportation used to be at a state company. Like, it state still is. I mean, so currently on.
0: it's still at a state. state right.
1: Now. So. That, that begs the question then that what does this move mean? Does it mean that now, similar to how you have SGST and CGST, you have like S road tax and C road tax, or is it no idea to pay double? Exactly, that's the problem. It's just right? complicating things, right? You give a two page circular with like one formula on it, and that formula also has two numbers which are constant that they don't know where they came from. And so I, I like, couldn't understand work, it either.
0: Be... Okay, so for listeners, I need to explain this idea or uh, this this thing that Janet is talking about, these constants that Jeff is talking about. First of all, there's a one point two five percent. There's a, sorry, a twenty five percent multiplier to your uh, tax rate. Okay, which means that, for example, if you're if you're taking the registration for two years and then your formula to calculate that is one point two five into two divided by 15, because 15 years would be like your regular 15-year lifetime tax period, right? Where they got that 1.25 from, there is no explanation. But going back to something that you said earlier about how this comes under the purview of the state government currently, right? And uh, I had an idea, which to me makes a lot more sense than this, which is why not keep the current system as is, right? Keep the road tax system keep everything as is except when you're transferring your registration from state to state, whether you do it after one year or two years, or however long it is, why not give the onus onto the state governments to transfer the funds between each other? Why do we as car owners oh, yeah. have to pay first and then ask for a rebate? Why can't the yeah, state yeah. governments handle that? It, I mean, it's it's Everything is on a I computer mean, now, right? Like,
1: how hard is the it? Simplest, the simplest reason I can think of for this is that it would make our lives too simple. That's the only okay. reason I can think of. It's, I,
0: it's I just totally don't understand why the government doesn't try and implement something like that because wouldn't that be so much more, like simpler to implement rather than a whole new series of registration and then you have the whole central versus state government debate, etc., etc., isn't this much, uh, a much simpler thing to do?
1: I think it is, but then that promotes like cooperation between states, and uh, we're not very good at sharing with each other, to it's be honest. It's pathetic, so, right? So. It's absolutely yeah, pathetic. We and I want to touch upon what you said that uh, you have to lock up, you have to basically pay registration in the new state while being registered in another state. And Correct. then essentially you are, you locked up two payments of like lifetime tax on your car or, yeah. or like 15 year tax on your car. Yeah. How many people like that are in a position where they would want to like take their car from one place to another would A, want to go through this or B, have the time to go through it or C, have the financial resources to go through. What
0: ends up happening is people just sell their car before they move. I mean,
1: yeah,
0: I, it's easier. It's easier. It's It's easier, right? That, that, that's the problem.
1: I think that one of the reasons that this tax, I mean, at a more central level, and maybe from not so much a legal perspective, is that two years ago, with India's automobile industry was at its peak. Every year, we were growing like crazy. Uh, we were going to be the future of automobiles in the center of the world when it comes to that. And then 2020 happened, and then 2021 is happening right now, and it's just trailed off completely. People are not buying cars anymore. So one of the reasons may be that you know, it's an oppressive tax regime that you have wherein you're locked in and you have to run through all of these hoops. In an era where money is transferred in a matter of seconds, like people don't want to have to wait 6 to 12 months to get their cars across. So maybe this might just mean that you buy a car, register it for two years, uh, want to upgrade to the newer model of that car. So you sell that car and then you buy the new. So to some extent, it probably promotes that as well. Um, because Maybe yeah. honestly,
0: that's a that's a good point. Uh, that's
1: at in industry yeah. level, they want to have more people make money and create jobs and all of the things that come along with your movie industry. What I want to see about this, which is not very clear right now, is how this I N registration series is going to impact two wheels, because that is where like a majority of the people in India own their vehicles. So. And then it's like, we're again talking about passenger vehicles. And I know that there are commercial vehicles that have all India permits. So how would an I-N registration be different from an all India permit? I mean, that's a question that I have. I don't have an answer. for. I can't even find material to get an
0: answer. I don't think they have an answer to either.
1: Essentially doing anything with the road transport authority anywhere in India is like uh, juggling fireballs while trying to trampoline in the middle of like lava. It's 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 impossible. Like like yeah. it emotionally wrecks you to have to go through that process and come out with that, with not knowing anything about the process. You, you just told totally like go stand, counter, go stand in that corner, go stand in that corner. So I mean, yeah. Uh, sorry, a lot of this is pent up frustration from several years. That's completely
0: okay. <laughs> you know this proposal. This almost seems like somebody, and by somebody I mean like you, you or me, uh-huh. uh, who's been given an assignment and says tomorrow is the deadline okay we've known about it for two weeks and we're sitting to work on it
1: tonight yeah pretty much <laughs> doesn't it like, seem like that it does and it's like here sir here is my final submission <laughs> exactly <piece." laughs> and this is
0: why we are friends guys this is why we are yeah friends.
1: <laughs> pretty much yeah. pretty much
0: man all right that was jayant ramalant guys uh, like i said an old friend of mine thanks so much for helping out this week
1: and thanks so much having for having me yeah i loved it man it was a lot of fun uh love chatting all things stars with you
0: thanks a lot dude thanks take care see you thanks brush all right guys so as you heard this new proposal seems to be the beginning of an idea and Obviously, as and when we get more info, we'll keep you guys updated uh, on how things are going to work out. And to keep updated, please uh, subscribe to our social media channels. We are at Late Night Drives Podcast on Instagram. That's an L8 Night Drives Podcast and uh, Late Night uh, Drives on Twitter. Thanks a lot for tuning in, guys. See you for the next episode. Cheers. Have a good night.